Hey guys, and welcome to the Abundance Alchemist podcast. I'm Caitlin Dorsey, an Abundance Alchemist, animal lover, trauma survivor to thriver, mindset expert, self-love junkie, and author. This is the place to be to grab those powerful tools, ideas, and inspiration to make lasting changes in yourself and your life. No more waiting, my friends, because it's time to show up unapologetically, radiate that confidence, and create a life you absolutely love. Time to buckle up and dive on in. Hello, my high-vibing friends. I'm so excited you guys are here with us on the Abundance Alchemist podcast today. As always, I have an amazing guest to introduce to you. Um, I'm super excited. So today we have John Moyer. Um, is He's a professional hip hypnotist um, who has performed his stage hypnosis show around the United States for corporate, university, public, and private events. He's also performed around the world as a guest entertainer for Royal Caribbean Cruise Line, a graduate of film school. Uh, John's combined his production skills with hypnosis to create a YouTube channel with 200K subscribers focused on hypnosis and meditation content, showing people how to harness the power of their minds. So welcome, John. Thank you, Caitlin. I appreciate it. I love uh, that you called everyone your high vibing friends. <laughs> so that's that's one of the things that like with the, with the subscribers to my YouTube channel, I call them higher vibers. Oh, it's, perfect. I love it. Yeah. It's all about the high vibration. You got it. <laughs> Excellent. Perfect. Well, I kind of want to just um, jump in with knowing a little bit about like your personal journey of what even led you to kind of try out hypnosis. The, you know, the thing was, I had performed as a, uh, you know, like, like you said, my intro, I graduated from uh, uh, film school, theater mm-hmm. and film school and with a degree in, um, well, it was a screenwriting emphasis. <clears throat> but while I was in film school, I discovered stand-up comedy. And it all kind of seemed like within the same, you know, wheelhouse, you know, and I, and I wanted to write funny scripts and I went on to have a few uh, of my scripts produced as independent films, but um, being in front of an audience, comedy was was my first love. Mm-hmm. And the the thing about <clears throat> my comedy and what I was doing is, you know, one of the things you learn in film school um, when it comes to writing is is that all drama is conflict, right? There's mm-hmm. there's not going to be um, a Star Wars if there's no Death Star and there's no kidnapped princess, right? You have to have conflict. So. I kind of adapted that mentality for my stand-up comedy. So I, I looked at my life and I said, okay, if I've got conflict in my life, if I have drama in my life, which equaled dysfunction, that gave me more material to be able to joke about on stage. And, you know, I had material to make people laugh on the stage, but the problem was, is, you know, my personal life, um, I was just in a really dark place. Mm -hmm. You know, I'd gone through, uh, you know, a a divorce. I was a single parent, you know, with two young kids. I was dating all the wrong women. And personally, I was incredibly um, unhappy. And, you know, you'll have these moments when you're standing on stage, you know, at least for me, and you're in like some really lousy, you know, gig, you know, it's like you're at a cowboy bar in Montana someplace and, (laughs) you know, nobody's laughing at your jokes. And you're like, is is this what I have to look forward to? Is this my retirement plan? This is as you know, as, as good as it gets. Cause the thing for me was I never cared about like being the most famous person. I never cared about, you know, you know, being wealthy or anything like, I just wanted to be able to live life on my terms mm-hmm. and enjoy doing what I was doing. And so I was going through that, um, you know, that personal dysfunction there. And what happened was, is I was performing at a, at a event. It was an all day event. And the, the venue that I was in, um, you know, maybe it was about half full, or whatever mm-hmm. it was, and it was okay. And then what I didn't realize is right after me, they had had a stage hypnotist and it was like standing room only for this guy. I mean, it was like mm-hmm. packed and, 
And I'm watching, you know, how he's being received on stage. I'm watching the audience. And then, of course, I'm watching everybody line up after the fact to buy, you know, his merchandise and stuff. And, and I was always fascinated by the mind. But I said, you know what? I, I can do that. I've got the comedy chops. I know how to be on stage with people. Mm-hmm. I just now have to learn how to hypnotize people. And so subsequently, I went, I trained in hypnosis and I was able to go back to the bookers and the agents and all the, you know, the various places that I worked doing comedy with. I said, I've got a whole new act and it's hypnosis. Well, that wound up taking off. Mm. Um, you know, I went from doing the, the, the lousy cowboy gigs in Montana. Not that I have any, you know, issues with Montana. Some <laughs> of the bars there. Yeah. Um, but and then, you know, I, so I'm, you know, instead of driving 12 hours to a show and being flown first class to do these corporate events, I wound up performing for Royal Caribbean. But the thing was, is that I'm going, okay, I can hypnotize people on stage and I can see that it works. I can see mm-hmm. that it's real. So how can I, you know, let's start using that to, to help me. So I wound up doing, you know, uh, self-hypnosis every day and meditation, uh, a practice and my personal life, you know, it, it turned around. I was, you know, I wasn't stressed, you know, I was feeling positive. I was feeling happy. All the dysfunctional relationships kind of fell out of my life and, you know, things what started out initially was just kind of an avenue to pursue professionally, mm-hmm. um, engulfed my entire life personally. And it, it really impacted my entire personal life. And I became passionate, obviously, about showing people, you know, how the mind can work and and more so than just going up on stage and hypnotizing people and having people be entertained for, you know, an hour or whatever the case may be. And from that, I started a, you know, a YouTube channel where I put my hypnosis meditation programs on and, uh, you know, now I'm able to reach everybody and I just hit 225,000 subscribers. So that's, you know, that's kind of my, you know, my journey personally and professionally, what happened with, uh, with hypnosis. That's incredible. I love your background. Cause I think, um, you know, I read a little bit about you being a comedian and, and how you really brought that edge of, yeah, you were, you know, using this dysfunction and things in your life, but you know, you weren't allowing like this defense mechanism of humor about those things to like ooze into everything else you were doing because you shifted and you said, Hey, yeah. I got to do something about this. I got to actually like own my life and and move forward. So I think that was really powerful to see that, that shift. And I always love to have people on the podcast that have implemented this stuff on, in their own lives and have really experienced the yeah. shift because that's what matters, right? It's like, we can't teach other people to do things that we're not doing. <laughs> yeah. That you're, you know, you're exactly right. And, and I always say, especially, um, you know, when you refer to, you know, your listeners as, you know, people that are hiring, high vibing and, and the thing that, um, one of the things that I discovered and, and I, and when it comes to hypnosis, I say there's, you know, there's two kinds of people. There's the Newtonian physics people mm-hmm. who believe that, okay, I have to physically interact with something to be able to move something or change something. And then I say that there's, you know, the quantum physics people that believe it's, you know, that it's, that it's all energy. So, and that's what's so cool about hypnosis because it really does apply to both mindsets. You know, mm-hmm. if somebody says, okay, I want to change my behavior, hypnosis can help me do that so I can, you know, physically take action. And, you know, and the people that are the, the, the law of attraction people, the people that believe, you know, energy is is everything. And, and the thing about it is, is, you know, when they talk about the law of attraction, well, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, I'm thinking this, so I'm going to put that out there and that's going to show up. But it really comes down to emotional energy is, mm-hmm. is what it's all about. And, you know, because the thing is, is 
And I say to people, how many times have you been to a seminar, you read a book, you saw a movie or something, you know, and you went, this makes sense. I'm going to implement this. Mm-hmm. And you start to do something, but then like a week later, you're back into the yeah. same patterns of behavior as you were before. And that's because consciously something makes sense, mm-hmm. but subconsciously our minds go, well, of course that this makes sense, but it makes sense for everybody else, but not for us because mm-hmm. we can never succeed at something. We're not able to accomplish anything. Nothing ever works out for us. So we've got these programs that are running in our subconscious mind that we're not even consciously aware of. And Mm -hmm. so that's why I say, if you want to make that, you know, that impactful change, if you want to make the difference, you deserve to get into the subconscious mind and and rewire things there. And that's what's so important about it. Yeah, that's a, it's an awesome point because it's so true. You know, I work a lot with my clients on really accessing what's going on and what your, those kind of stories that you've written for yourself that you aren't consciously aware of because you can change things on a conscious level. But if you're subconscious, if you're still running those stories and those patterns, it doesn't matter. Like you said, because so many of us have read the book, gone to the seminar or, you Mm -hmm. know, done these things. And then, like you said, a week later, we're not doing any of it. And then we're like, ah, law of attraction doesn't work. Hypnosis doesn't work. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Well, and, and, you know, that's the thing is we are living in the residual outcome of our past thoughts and experiences. We, you know, we keep thinking that, you know, this has happened and this has happened. So when those kind of similar circumstances come up, then all of a sudden subconsciously we're going, well, this is how it's going to turn out. It's going to turn out negative. It's going to turn out bad. So we've got to interrupt that pattern and just, you know, shift that and then watch how, you know, the miracles and watch how amazing things can show up for us and differently for the better. Yeah, absolutely. And I think too, you know, hypnosis has kind of been, there's a lot of stigmas around hypnosis. And so I kind of want to dive into Mm -hmm. that a little bit, but I think that it's been really amazing to see the shift. I mean, even in my, um, more like professional, traditional education and therapy and counseling, hypnosis is really starting to come into play because people are starting to see the power of, like you said, getting to these root causes of what's actually going on and changing those patterns. So what would you say to some of our listeners that have kind of like some stigmas or, you know, are more familiar with just, like you said, being on stage and having somebody do a show? Yeah. The thing about, you know, I, I think probably you know, the, the two things that come to my mind is here. I hear a lot of people say, you know, that maybe they think hypnosis isn't real or it's not going to you know, work on them, or they think, you know, somebody's going to, it's somebody else taking control or, you know, you hear what happens if I get stuck mm-hmm. in it. And none of that is, you know, is, is the case. You're a person can't get stuck in hypnosis. It's impossible. And it's, you know, it's, it's never happened. And the other thing is, is that when you experience hypnosis, you really do have um, a moral code that's so deeply rooted within you that mm-hmm. that's not going to just automatically go away and change, you know, from a few hypnotic suggestions. Mm-hmm. So you you can't tell somebody, you know, under hypnosis, go rob a bank, you know, unless of course they're actually they're know, well, a bank robber. Right. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, and now the, the, the thing that's cool about what I do is, is, and what I tell to people is I say, there's no right way or there's no wrong way. There's only the way that works for you. So, you know, in a day and age today, when we have access online, you know, to so many resources, mm-hmm. you know, it's much easier for somebody to be able to pull up content on YouTube and lay back in their bed and, you know, listen to something that way, mm-hmm. you know, in the comfort of your own home, you know, to quote a, you know, a, a television commercial, mm-hmm. um, but that you can do that. You're not under the pressure of feeling like you have to go and be in an office. You have to be interacting you know, right. with somebody. So it's a, it's a much easier thing for somebody to be able to, 
you know, sit and experience them themselves. And there really was a time when I'm like, well, that could never work on me. That's mm-hmm. not going to be the case. Um, and then until it did happen, and I was like, wow, this this really works. And and the thing is, too, we all go through hypnosis. It's a natural built-in part of the way that our our brain works. It's like, you know, like with my kids, you're trying to talk to them and they're staring at their phone screens. They're completely oblivious to everything going on around them because they're so focused on that, you know, that one thing. And that's, that's actually a form, you know, of hypnosis when you're so concentrated on one thing, everything just else just, you know, is, is shut out. So we go through it every day. We experience it all the time. It's just learning to trigger mm. that state intentionally. And it's it's like, you know, with practice, exercise, building a muscle, you know, it, to the point where me, when I get in the, you know, my position to, you know, to meditate, as soon as I, you know, get in that lotus position, and I'm, I'm sitting on my meditation, you know, pillow, my body goes, oh, this is what this means, time for meditation. And then my brain responds accordingly. And then all of a sudden, I just, I go down into those alpha and theta brainwave states. So it's something that we can um, intentionally learn to trigger on our own. It gets easier and easier the more that we do it. Yeah. And I think you kind of just answered my next question. I was going to say, is there really a difference between meditation and hypnosis? Yeah. I mean, there's sister states of mind because what's happening is you're going from a beta brainwave state, which is what we spend most of our time, Mm -hmm. you know, during the day, it's that, uh, that waking state. And then we're slowing our brainwaves down. We're going down into an alpha and a theta brainwave uh, state. And that's kind of where hypnosis and, and meditation happen. So, you know, the the physical benefits are going to be the same because there's a lot of really cool physical benefits, you know, that happen. But, you know, if somebody's just doing meditation and they're just sitting quietly and they're working to clear their mind, then they're going to be able to to feel that, you know, relaxation. They're going to be able to feel less stress. And, you know, if they're in that alpha and theta brainwave state and it's hypnosis, well, then Mm -hmm. you can actually, you know, present some... Uh, positive suggestions. You can say mm-hmm. things that the subconscious mind is is going to pick up on. And, okay. you know, especially I know on YouTube, there's a lot of, we hear hypnosis and sleep hypnosis, guided hypnosis, or, you mm-hmm. know, guided meditation, hypnosis meditation, you know, essentially they're all kind of, you know, all kind of interchangeable. I I think the thing is, is with meditation, if you use guided meditation, you're going to go, okay, somebody is guiding me. They're talking me through this, which is essentially, you know, it's hypnosis. Mm-hmm. Um, but people tend to feel a little bit more comfortable with the, the idea of meditation, you know, mm-hmm. than, they, than they, the word, hip, you know, hypnosis, that it's going to be some Svengali experience where they're going to be, you know, to go out and told, you know, what to do, some remote control zombie or something like that. Right. But- there's, there's a lot of concern and fear about, um, like you said, you touched on earlier about like what can happen when you're under hypnosis. But I like that you pointed out that you do always have that moral code. We yeah. operate always from a place of our values and we're that's embedded yeah. in ourselves. Yeah. And, and a great example of that is a, a really, well, I mentioned, I saw the hypnotist earlier where mm-hmm. I was like, oh, I, I could do that. He and I are actually really, really good friends now. And he had had an experience where he was doing his stage hypnosis show and he had a guy on stage and we kind of call them the star of the show because there's somebody that just really stands out. They're deep into hypnosis and they're really participating in and he had given him a suggestion that he was going to dance like Michael Jackson. And when the Michael Jackson music came on, the guy didn't move. He just sat there in his chair 
didn't open his eyes, didn't do anything. He didn't move, but he did everything else. And then after the show, my friend was talking to him and was like, what was going on? Well, the guy was extremely uh, religious and he, he came from, you know, a religious organization that did not believe in dancing. Dancing was something that you don't do in public. And so he was not going to go again. He was still hypnotized, but that moral code overwrote everything else. And he just wasn't going to do it. Yeah, that, which is good to know. Like you said, it makes a lot of sense. And I do want to jump back too because you talked about um, how hypnosis has a lot of benefits, not only with just you know shifting instead of just shifting the thinking and getting kind of into that those subconscious patterns, but also with the physical body. And I'm curious if you could share kind yeah. of some of those. Yeah, well, you know what's going on is you're increasing your dopamine levels, um, and you're also reducing cortisol level. So, you know, you have these chemicals in your body that, you know, like cortisol, that's the flight or flight, um, you know, chemical, and that takes a toll on our body. You're reducing that. Um, and then you're, you know, increasing uh, dopamine levels. So you're feeling that bliss, you're feeling, you know, that happiness, um, but not just emotionally, but at the same time too, um, you're releasing antioxidants. When you go down into a hypnosis or meditation state, um, your antioxidant output increases. So there's profound benefits for somebody, you know, physically there's a, there's a study that I read about, I think it was back in the late 2000s, 2010 or something like that, where they had two groups of women, um, that were undergoing, um, intense chemotherapy for breast cancer. So they took one group of women and although that women, you know, that group of women, they just got the chemotherapy. Now, the, one of the things that happens with chemotherapy is it's hard on your body and it can ground down the telomeres on your chromosomes. And the telomeres are like the little plastic cap at the end of your shoelaces that keep your shoelaces from fraying. Mm -hmm. So now if your telomeres, you know, the shorter your telomeres are getting, then you the closer to death, you know, that we are, it's just, you know, it's a natural process, but they mm -hmm. know that that really takes a toll on our telomeres through chemotherapy. Well, the other group of women, they gave them the chemotherapy, but they had them meditate every single day for, you know, the trial period. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the, uh, the study, the women who just did uh, the chemotherapy, as expected, their telomeres were, were ground down. The women who did the chemotherapy in conjunction with meditation, their telomeres were unaffected. Wow. So it was a, yeah, it's, it's just, so you, you think about it, you're experiencing that you're boosting your immune system, you know, as, as well. And I, you know, I could say that, you know, for me, I, that's been a profound difference, you know, for me, as just far as my overall health and, you know, not getting, you know, not getting sick and being able to have that, um, you know, that benefit to, you know, my body. So yeah, yeah. tremendous emotional, um, you know, not just the mental, but you could feel good emotionally and you could feel good um, physically as well. And the thing is too, about 15 minutes of hypnosis is actually the equivalent of three to four hours of nighttime sleep. Wow. So you also have, you know, a lot more, uh, you feel more relaxed and you have, you know, more energy relative to, you know, doing that sort of thing. It was like people, when you get done with it, when I would get done with them with a show and they're like, man, I, you know, I feel, I feel great. I feel so, feel so good. But the cool thing about it was, is it also helps them sleep much mm -hmm. easier at night. And this was a big thing on the cruise ship for me. I was doing my shows at night. And one of the things I would say to people is you come up here, you're going to have a great night's sleep. Mm -hmm. And they would come up and the thing about the cruise ships is, is that I was on for the duration of, you know, the cruise or, or most of the days of, of the cruise. So I was mm -hmm. actual, actually able to engage with these people and see these people. And they would come up to me all the time. And I go, man, I don't know what it is what you did, but 
I slept so well that night. So, you know, thank you for making, you know, making that happen. So yeah, those are just some of the things that, you know, that can benefit, you know, our body. Yeah, that's, that's incredible. Cause I think too, um, one of the big things when you say cortisol, I always think of it's our stress hormone, right? So it increases our stress level too. So, um, you know, as for our listeners, when you're engaging in hypnosis, you're decreasing that stress. You're decreasing that in your brain, you're telling your brain, Hey, I don't need to release this hormone and I can decrease that. Therefore decreasing that stress level. And we do so many things in our lives to try to decrease our stress, which it can actually stress us out even more, yeah. right? Like you're talking about going to, yeah. you know, doing all these seminars and reading all these books. A lot of the personal development world is like, do this, 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 and this every single day and your life will be great, but it gets overwhelming and it actually increases mm-hmm. those stress levels and that stress hormones. So I love that, you know, by doing, like you said, like even 15 minutes of hypnosis is equivalent to three to four hours of REM sleep, which is powerful because it's decreasing. Like when we're sleeping, that's when our body is actually able to decrease and rest and get rejuvenated. And actually, I mean, which we know, obviously sleep is very important, but the reasons behind it are really powerful. So I just wanted to hone in on that stress piece as, um, yeah, silent killer. And the thing, (laughs) yeah. And well, and you know, the thing is too, is that we become programmed to see all these things in our lives as the equivalent of stress. You know, we're always thinking I've got to do this, or this is coming up. As I said earlier, you know, we're living in the residual outcome of our Mm -hmm. past experiences and our thoughts. So that's one of the things, you know, with hypnosis that you can do that is you can basically, you know, you can disconnect a connection which says, you know, this means stress. You, you disconnect that and you connect it into a more empowering, you know, idea or belief that somebody can have. So you're, you know, you're basically, you know, it's firing and wiring, right? If you get those synapses mm-hmm. to fire in that order, then that's going to create new neural pathways that are right. going to be able to, you know, benefit us. Yeah. I mean, you're, you're really rewiring your brain because you're yeah. showing your brain a new way to think, like you said, creating those new neural pathways. And I think that's a really great way to look at hypnosis instead of just, you know, thinking about, there's so many things out there too, where it's just looking at you know, changing into positive thinking or shifting the mm-hmm. way you're thinking. And, and honestly, why I do this of, you know, combining the traditional approaches of counseling with, um, you know, the more holistic approaches, because there's a lot more that has to happen than just shifting the way of thinking. So I like that you kind of make that connection with hypnosis is it's more than just shifting a thinking process or pattern. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and the thing that's so, so cool is, is that, you know, the, the mind can't tell the difference between what's real and what's not. Right. So the thing is, it's like, you know, you're watching a scary movie and you feel nervous, you feel anxious, you feel scared or a sad movie, right? You feel all those emotions. Now, consciously, you know, it's just a movie. This isn't real, but yet you're still subconsciously, you're experiencing all of those, you know, those physical, um, you know, what you would get from being, you know, scared or, you know, or Mm -hmm. sad. So, the thing is, is you, you know, you get into the person's subconscious mind and you tell, you know, the mind believes we are somebody who, you know, exercises on a regular basis or we're somebody that eats, you know, certain foods or input, whatever you want to in, input there. And the mind believes it. And then what's going to happen is, is they're going to think and feel and, you know, behave and, and act basically the way their mind is telling them it believes. Absolutely. Yeah. I, I, um, had a professor tell me one time when he was talking about that same idea that the mind can't differentiate the two, he said, you're going to, your body and your brain and all the things in your body are going to react the exact same. If you are getting chased by a tiger versus nervous about taking a test. And for me, I was like, 
wow, that's incredible that you, first of all, that that reacts that way, but also taking into consideration, like you have to, you know, use emotional regulation and be able to handle those emotions and process them. So, you know, having a tool like hypnosis where you're able to do that and actually, you know, affect the um, things that are releasing and, and the things that are occurring in your body is really, really powerful. And something that again, is way more than just focusing on working with just the conscious mind or just the thought patterns. Yeah. I, and one of the stories I love to tell is I had a woman on stage once and she was a doctor, Mm -hmm. medical doctor. And the suggestion that I had given her was that she thought her belly button was missing. Mm -hmm. So, and it's one of these things where I had multiple things going on in the stage. So I give people different, various suggestions and I'm over on one side of the stage you know, talking to somebody and then people in the audience are laughing because they're seeing this woman. She's looking around, she's looking under her chair, she's looking behind her chair, you know, and like, she's, she's looking, you know, down her shirt and she's touching her stomach. And I walk over and I go, what's going on? And she goes, my belly button is missing. And and the thing was, she goes, I'm a medical doctor. This is physically impossible. It can happen, but yet it's happened to me. And my belly button, you know, is, is missing. And it was just kind of so funny to see that, you know, kind of that battle, right. Between the Mm -hmm. conscious and the subconscious, there were everything that she was taught, everything that was trained, everything that she knew um, all of it, but she was having a completely different experience because that was what was linked up into, you know, into her subconscious mind. That's incredible. That's, I would have loved to see that because like you said, there's um, that kind of goes back again to that idea where you said that there's a lot of, there's kind of two different schools of thought with hypnosis or two different types of people, the people that are more in that space of quantum physics, where they understand like that you're experiencing it through energy. And then people that are a little Mm -hmm. bit more logical thinking are like, no. And so it's interesting to see that, you know, she's a medical doctor, she has this education and yet she was able to be hypnotized. Cause I think too, you know, you said earlier, like you started engaging in self-hypnosis and a lot of people, I think there's still kind of this, like, oh, I can't be hypnotized. There's, I can't do it. Yeah. But that's yeah. not necessarily the case, right? Like you see these people with different ranges of, I mean, you can speak to it way more than I can, but different ranges of, you know, education at like, there's nothing that mm-hmm. discriminates just like the subconscious doesn't discriminate or these right. ideas. And you know, the, when we, you know, we were talking about misconceptions earlier, one of the big misconceptions are is that people think hypnosis is, you know, something that can only be relegated, you know, to happen to the not smart people. Mm -hmm. Right. And it's actually completely the opposite. Somebody with an average to above average IQ can actually experience hypnosis because they're able to listen and pay attention and, you know, and follow direction. And Mm -hmm. the interesting thing about that too, is the higher somebody's IQ, the more receptive that they are, you know, you know, to hypnosis. So, but the, I had a, I had an experience one time where I had a, I was performing for, um, it was a sheriff's, a county sheriff's end of the end of the year uh, mm-hmm. holiday event. And we had a woman there. I don't remember her name. I'll just say Barbara or whatever it was, but she was the head of the county jail. When I called for volunteers and they were a little bit of a rough group to begin with. It was yeah. one of those times where, <laughs> you know, it was hard to kind of get some volunteers on stage, mm-hmm. but everybody's like, Barbara, you need to go up there. So you got this woman who was just this really, you know, tough individual. And she's walking up on stage and she's like, this is ridiculous. This is never going to happen to me. You know, mm-hmm. and she was all this tough. And an hour later, she opens her eyes and has no idea what just transpired over the last hour. Mm-hmm. And people are holding up their phones and they're playing the video back for her. And 
she could not even believe it. She didn't have any recollection of what transpired in, you know, in the last hour. And, and sometimes that is the case. It, it's like a dream. It eventually comes back to people or okay. they can remember bits and pieces of, of what happened. But, you know, that was a, clearly a case where I had people coming up to me going, man, now I know hypnosis is real because mm-hmm. what we saw up there with her, that was like, unlike anything we'd ever seen, you know, in our lives. And it's like, yes, it's real. And it can happen to all of us. Yeah. So what are, you talked about self-hypnosis and, and I think, you know, my understanding of like when I've seen hypnosis is definitely more like the guided hypnosis. So how can you engage in self-hypnosis? Just put on the headphones or turn something on, you know, that's, um, you know, there's plenty of platforms out there, stuff on YouTube. That's how kind of, I kind of got started. It, it was weird. Cause I didn't even think that when I started this, that YouTube was even a platform for that sort of thing. You know, Mm -hmm. I had put some of my programs on YouTube thinking, well, somebody might hear it, then they might go over to my website, they buy the digital download. And I then I'd come to find out people actually go to YouTube and they, you know, know, they listen to this stuff. So, you know, just, you know, experiment, listen to some stuff, some different hypnotists, you know, some subject matter, you know, that's, you know, that's of interest, you know, to somebody and find what works for you, what resonates, um, you know, with you. And there's, there's enough out there for everybody that you can, you know, that you can find something. So just, you know, take it for a test drive and, you know, experiment. And the thing is, is when you listen to something and you start to do it, you know, you may, you may go, okay, well, I, you know, I feel relaxed or whatever the case may be. And, you know, if there's something that you're specifically looking to change, you know, maybe you don't notice a difference right away or the, or the next day or the first week, but if you do something consistently, and like they say, 21 days, mm-hmm. you know, to, to, to create a habit, at, you know, at some point your subconscious mind is going to be able to, you know, pick that up. And, mm-hmm. and early on, that was what kind of happened to me as I was I was listening to something every single day and I'm like, okay, nothing's going on. Nothing's going on. And then all of a sudden I was in a moment where I had an experience where I realized I felt completely different about it. I was Mm. acting different. I was, you know, I wasn't, um, you know, feeling that I had to suppress my feelings. I was feeling like I was able to communicate, but it was like this light switch went on. It was like, oh my gosh, right now in this moment, I'm behaving completely different. I feel completely different. I'm thinking completely different. This stuff does work. I like that. And um, that's just made me think of it with the 21 days to create a habit. So I recently saw some newer research that said, um, that kind of goes along with exactly what we're saying, but it said it's up to 60 days to make a new habit and 90 days to break a habit now. And I think it has a lot to do with what we're talking about in that sense of that you're, you're changing something on a conscious level for 21 days, but it takes a little bit longer to go a little deeper. So I thought that was kind of some interesting research. Um, and I don't know how they you know came to that or exactly where it was, but I think it's kind of interesting point. Yeah. And you know, and the thing is, is too, as I, I say to people, you know, we're all different, you know, mm-hmm. every, you know, everybody's different. Everybody can have a you know, I've seen things happen with people right away. I've seen things happen with people after, you know, a few sessions. So it really just kind of depends on the individual and, you know, their own experiences. And then the thing is too, is like, it might be a few months down the road or something and, Mm -hmm. you know, you've made that change, but maybe you're feeling like, okay, I need a little bit of a Mm tune-up. You know, you can always do that. That, That's what's so nice about, you know, we've got so many apps, so many resources today that, you know, you don't have to take the time to go, you know, to an office building and, you know, meet with somebody one-on-one, but for a lot of people, that's, you know, that can be a really good thing and a really effective thing because you're able to kind of cater and customize what's happening, you know, for the individual, 
based, you know, on working with a hip, hypnotist one-on-one, there's a, mm-hmm. there's a feedback loop. So the hypnotist can always kind of see what's going on and can gauge and, and, you know, read the person and be able to, you know, align the, you know, the material for that, you know, that one specific person, but, you know, there is just so much out there that, mm-hmm. you know, we can all find something that, you know, that works for everybody. And, you know, and it's interesting because a lot of, you know, my channel kind of became, um, it, people gravitated toward my channel that wanted to be able to listen to something when they, when they fell asleep to help them mm-hmm. fall asleep. And then, you know, tap into that. Cause we go through an alpha and theta brainwave state before we go down to that Delta state. Right. So they wanted to look for something that could help them relax faster and fall asleep faster. But at the same time, utilize that, that moment to be able to put some stuff in their head and, you know, for, you know, for the better um, and then have stuff kind of continually play, you know, in the background for eight mm-hmm. hours. So most of my content is, is eight hours long um, awesome. where it's stuff that, yeah, people can listen to overnight. And, you know, it's funny because believe me, there's a lot of people that, that I don't resonate with them. You know, mm-hmm. I, I hear from, you know, people, you know, and there's a lot of nasty things that could be said that just go mm-hmm. right into those block comments on, on YouTube. But, mm-hmm. you know, at the same time, and that's not a lot of people, but, you know, right. at the same time, I hear from people all over the place that, that tell me how much, you know, you know, they, they, I have, they feel that I've, I've benefited them. So there is really is something for everybody out there. Yeah, I agree. Have you ever tried, um, or does this kind of work with hypnosis. Like, you know, I've listened to different frequencies of like theta waves or like, there's kind of like recordings of these different ones to have you ever use those or heard of those helping you get into kind of those alpha and theta wave states for the hypnosis. Yeah. I mean, I've, I've used stuff like that for me and it it can definitely be beneficial. Um, You know, the one thing of course that, you know, when I'm putting something out there, not everybody's going to be listening to it, you know, in with headphones on. Some people right. are going to be listening to it with the speakers. So, um, you know, yeah. So, I mean, I've, I've done some of that in the past. I keep it, you know, really low key. And, mm-hmm. um, you know, and I know there's a ton of stuff out there on YouTube where it's specifically, you know, about that, um, that people have that. So, you know, and if it's something that I put in there, I may make a, uh, you know, mention that in the, in the description of the video, mm-hmm. I may not put it out there, you know, in the title of the video, because that starts to water down what, you know, what people are looking for, but yeah, it's definitely something that, you know, there's been different, you know, responses for, you know, for people that it really works for them. They really like it. Other mm-hmm. people, they say they, you know, they don't know a difference, but it's definitely something that I've seen, you know, work for me personally when I've, when I've done it. Yeah. That makes sense too. Um, I had a question now that it was something you just said and escaped my mind. <laughs> uh, that, I know see. how that goes. Uh, yeah, Hypnosis I know. can I'm help like, with that. What? Good. Okay. Oh, that was my question. <laughs> uh, so for our listeners, if you, if they're kind of wondering like, what would be something that hypnosis could really help me with? Like, obviously, you know, it's if you have like a certain behavior, you would like to change or different things, but what would be something if they're like, I'm struggling with this, what can hypnosis do kind of thing? Hypnosis can help them overcome that struggle. Um, you know, it's really what, you know, everybody's got something unique that's that, you know, that they're, you know, that they're going through. So, but it can really help somebody, it can help people empower themselves Mm -hmm. and can, you know, rewire their mindset. So, you know, when they're in a certain set of experiences that normally would be disempowering for them, that normally would be stressful for them, um, they can have a completely different response to that where, you know, they can feel different about you know, something. And, 
you know, one of the things I, 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 I tell people, look, if, you know, maybe there's a situation that brings up a lot of negativity for you, right? Mm-hmm. So, you know, right away, you might not be able to go into that situation all of a sudden go, I feel really positive. But if we can first start with neutralizing the negative feelings, you know, then we can build, you know, we can build up from, from there. So it's, you know, it's really what somebody is, is going through, whatever they're looking, you know, to change, they have the opportunity to, you know, to do that with hypnosis and meditation. Yeah. I like that because it shows that it really is like you can help with or hypnosis can really help with emotional, you know, changes and regulation with behavior changes and regulation. It's kind of is this overarching idea that can really help and tool that can help us do that. Cause like you said, sometimes we can't control the initial reaction to a situation, but we obviously have the power and the choice to change how we're going to move forward in that. So by, like you said, even, I mean, can you, like for our listeners, can you guys imagine the power that if you have a really tough situation or you're really reactive to something that occurs and you give yourself 15 minutes of hypnosis equivalent to the, you know, that three to four hours of in the, in that REM sleep, and you're able to come at it with a new energy and new perspective. Um, like John said, it might not be like, you're like, Oh, I'm totally okay now, but there's a lot of power in having a tool that can really change. Like we talked about the chemical reaction happening with your body, not just the thinking pattern, but also help you move forward and come at this situation in a new approach. Yeah. And you know, one of the things, and there's two thoughts of that, that I, that I want to share. One of the things is too, if you get somebody down into a hypnotic state and they're feeling relaxed and they're feeling comfortable and, you know, they're feeling empowered, they're feeling all those good, you know, emotions. Mm-hmm. One of the things I've done with people is give them, you know, an anchor is what we call it or a trigger where, um, you know, one of the things that I do is I have somebody, you know, like touch your thumb. If you're touching it on your middle knuckle, like you're pressing, you know, a remote control or your key fob for your car. So they're feeling all these positive emotions and then you have them feel that. And then they touch their thumb to the, you know, their knuckle um, creating a, I call it, you know, it's like you're pressing a button. Mm-hmm. And then all of a sudden they link up that physical motion of pressing their thumb against their middle knuckle to those positive feelings. So all of a sudden um, something comes up and they're, they're seeing, you know, maybe I'm feeling a little stressed or a little uncomfortable. Then they go through that anchor. They do that trigger Then all of a sudden their mind says, Oh, this is what this means. And Oh, that means we're supposed to feel comfortable and, you know, mm-hmm. secure and positive and all these wonderful emotions. So there's a lot of different things that you can, you know, that you can really tap into, um, you know, and, and do there. And then of course, for the people that are, you know, the, the, the quantum physics law of attraction people, well, then the mindset is, is if you're putting out that energy, well, those circumstances aren't even going to show up. Now you're going to find yourself in a whole new set of circumstances that are reflecting, you know, what you're, what you're feeling uh, inside what the, you know, the energy that you're putting out inside. Yeah. The, the anchoring, I like that idea. Um, it's actually pretty common in um, neuro-linguistic programming yeah. as well. So yeah. when you said that, I was like, oh yeah, I've used that. I know that one. And it is really powerful to be able to, um, you know, link that up and have that connection. So I, I like that with hypnosis. Yeah. Um, yeah, there's a lot, you, you know, I mean, there's so many things you could do there from, you know, just a word, you know, a word, having a word or, you know, emotion, you know, physical motion or something. Yeah. There's, it's, there's an infinite amount of possibilities. Yeah. Well, so that opens up kind of my next question is where do you see kind of the future of hypnosis going? You know, the, the thing that's really exciting for me is that uh, so many people, you know, it was, first of all, hypnosis is something that's been around 
for thousands of years, mm-hmm. right? You know, the ancient civilizations understood that there was something there and they practiced it. Mm-hmm. And, you know, then, of course, you know, in the late 1700s, early 1800s, is it started to become a little bit more popularized, but there was still a lot of discussion over, you know, what exactly was going on here. And then we more fully under, you know, understood it. Mm-hmm. And then, of course, a lot of it was poo-pooed for a while and dismissed for a while. And maybe it was just just something for the stage or, you know, whatever right. the case may be. But what I'm what I'm seeing now is, and I, you know, a few months ago, I did a, a, a poll on my YouTube community poll about, you know, how long have you been practicing meditation or self-hypnosis? Was it, mm-hmm. you know, was it, you know, less than a year, you know, three years, five years. And for most people, it, it, it was something that they just started to do within the last couple of years. Mm-hmm. So I think, you know, initially, you know, ancient civilizations understood that there was something there. And then I think what happened is, you know, we got caught up in the middle ages, the thinking, you know, ages where it was all about inventions and thoughts and things like that. And we started to come back to understand that there was something there. And I think now, People are understanding that it's actually a, a really powerful resource. You know, I mean, I live in, I live in a play, part of Utah. They call it the the Silicon Slopes because they have so many tech companies that have built headquarters here. So I'm seeing all these tech executives, and you know, they're looking for the edge. They're looking for a way to be able to hack their mind. That's a big term that you know we're hearing now is hacking the mind to be able to come up with you know ideas, things to be able to you know more effectively handle the day, get through the day. You know, another term that we hear is getting into flow, right? So, you know, it's something that is becoming more accepted and and more popular and people are looking into it and discovering it. So that gives me you know, I not just it's exciting for me because it's something that I'm involved in, but I I think at the same time, it's also um, something that's tremendously beneficial to humanity. Um, You know, I I grew up in the 80s where it was the fear of nuclear war. And then they thought, you know, this existential threat to humanity was going to be nuclear missiles, or we hear the existential Mm -hmm. threat is going to be something, you know, with a climate. And I think, you know, the existential threat to humanity doesn't come from what's happening outside of us it, it's coming from what's happening you know within us mm-hmm. and you know if we have you know civilizations of people that aren't able to manage their emotional states that um you know really can't channel that and overcome and you know master their internal states that's to me that's you know that's the direction where all of a sudden we're going to find the statue of liberty buried on the beach right you know from mm-hmm. charlton heston finding it there you know in planet of the apes but it's exciting for me because I see more and more people tapping into that and more and more people are raising, you know, their vibration. They're becoming a higher vibe person. And when one person is raising their vibration, that's going to influence other people and other people. And then all of a sudden, you know, we're seeing the entire planet raise their vibration. Mm-hmm. I love that. I think that's so powerful too. Cause um, you know, I'm seeing that very much in my life. Like uh, my husband and I are expecting a baby. And so, oh, congratulations. Thank you. Um, and so, you know, of course, like I'm in this world of like the traditional and the holistic. And so, you know, I see, I'm like interested in all the things about like, how can I raise this being that is, you know, really into their listening to their intuition, able to emotionally regulate, to control their stress levels and all these things. And, you know, my, my husband is not in this world as much. And so he's just like, Oh, you're, you're just so silly. Like, you know, and I'm like, no, this is the power about how, you know, we get to, like you said, raising the vibration. If we can raise this, this child, that's, um, you know, able to do that and, you know, implementing things like this, then they're so much better off, but not even that, like the amount of 
like you said, resources that are available, but even the things that these concepts that we're talking about as adults of, you know, like hypnosis and, um, you know, energy healing and intuition and emotional regulation Uh and all these things, the amount of resources that they've gone into telling these ideas and explaining these ideas to kids is amazing because that's the future. Yeah. Well, that's one of the things that, you know, there's been a lot of school districts throughout the country Yep. That have implemented, you know, mindfulness or meditation mm-hmm. practice for their students. And they have seen the suspension levels and the and the disciplinary actions plummet yeah. and mm-hmm. reduce. They've seen grades go up. Mm-hmm. So, you know, if, if that's something that we can, you know, we can get in there and overcome, you know, the the you know, the stigma that there's, you know, something, you know, evil about this. I I had read there was an article a few months ago, and it was in one of the Southern states. I don't remember where it was at, but in like the nineties, they had outlawed, you know, any type of, you know, meditation in schools or whatever. And they, you know, they, they were looking to just turn that over and say, look, can we do this? And they were like, well, we're thinking about it, but you can't call it meditation. You can't, you know, have any mantras or anything. And I don't actually think it, you know, it went through, Um, but it's like that stigma. Let's overcome that. And, but Mm -hmm. you know, you can look and you can see the benefits. You can Mm -hmm. see the difference that it's making, you know, within, within people's lives. So yeah, that's, what's so great about it. So, and, and, you know, the thing is too, is when I was training in hypnosis, you know, the, 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 the standard um, number that they would say is that we go through hypnosis probably about, you know, 12 or 15 times a day, you know, wow. and that was back before, you know, really smartphones and, and mm-hmm. all of this stuff took off. So, um, you know, we're, you know, what, what is it? I think Americans alone check their, their mobile devices 3 billion times a day, uh. you know, and we, we get that, <laughs> that dopamine spike, mm-hmm. right. When we, uh, there's a notification of what's talk to me. So, Essentially, when you're staring at your screen, it's the hypnotic state. Mm-hmm. So what's the stuff that you're looking at that's going in there that's going to influence you? And, you know, people are, they're scrolling through social media all the time. And, and we know that, you know, the algorithm of the social media, you know, it's not, I mean, yeah, I like kitten memes, right? Those are the fun <laughs> things, but they find people engage more when it's something that they're upset about, where there's something that they want to fight about. And mm-hmm. so now we're in this hypnotic state. And we're having these negative emotions triggered and we're training our subconscious mind to be upset. And that's really what happens. People get up in the morning and they want to watch the news and they want to look at their social media to see the things that they're supposed to be upset about today so that they can scream and yell about and fight about, you know, whatever their positions are. And and that's one of the challenges that we, you know, that we really do have, um, you know, now. And so I I encourage people to look for ways that you can, you know, spend less time on the screen and more time, you know, putting some good stuff into your head. Yeah, absolutely. It's, it's, you know, so funny that, um, that, that even came up. Well, first I'll say, I know that people are going to give me some pushback, but turn off the news. I promise if there's something you need to know, you will know. (laughs) Um, We do not watch the news in my house and we are still well-informed individuals. So um, I'll say that, but the other thing too, is, is why I was saying it's so funny is, you know, being in this time and in society and with COVID with everything kind of still going more virtual. And then there's like a lot more, you know, social anxiety and stuff with things going back to in person. But one of the things that I really noticed about just like my own personal habit is, yeah, I was scrolling more and it was, you know, Uh taking away from time that I was posting for my business or time that I was engaging in things that are healthy for my brain. And so um, I downloaded one of those parental control apps on my phone to regulate my own social media scrolling because yeah. I was just like, yeah. it is, it's so true because I started noticing that, right? Like the first thing, like you said, Amer- like 
Americans, how many of us don't want to admit it, but get it up in the morning, grab your phone and start scrolling. And then it, it goes mm-hmm. into, like you said, it goes into those, we're creating those new neural pathways. We're creating of yeah. like, this is how my day is going to go. And we're not even allowing ourselves the permission to choose how we want to move forward in our day because somebody else has already chosen based on what you absorb yeah. through social media. So it's really powerful. Yeah, it, it, it is. It's, it's, you know, it just for as powerful as it can be for good. It can be, you know, just as, as, you know, as powerful for, you know, for, for the negative. We live in the attention economy. It's what it's all about. It's all about eyes, you know, on the screen and how can we stay people, get people engaged. But, you know, we go through, we look, we've become, we've come conditioned. You, you know, you're standing in line at the supermarket or the post office or wherever. And then what do you, you've got your phone. So I'm going to look to see, scroll through my phone or wherever you may be. And it's like, just find something else to, you know, in, you know, input something better there. You know, there's books that you can read on your phone. If you're mm-hmm. going to open up your phone, you know, read something, right. you know, there's, there's a lot of different um, stuff that we can do to be able to feed us the stuff that's going to help us benefit us. Yeah. Or kind of, I think the suggestion I would make for our listeners right now is instead of, you know, scrolling when we're laying in bed before going to bed, try 15 minutes of hypnosis, just try it, see, kind of turn on one of John's videos and see how, um, how it goes for you. I am going to post, um, you know, where you can follow John in the episode notes. So you guys will have access to his website and his YouTube channel, um, to check that out. Cause I definitely know I will, and going to kind of leave it on and see, see how it goes. I appreciate it. And, and one of the things, one of the, there's a great app that I use and it's called Flipboard. Okay. And because you flip, like you're flipping through pages, but the really cool thing about it is, is you can put the topics of what you are interested in, in there. So mm-hmm. the only things that you're going to see, so like my stuff is like hypnosis, you know, it's, it's meditation, it's personal development. I've got stuff in there about, um, you know, holistic stuff and, mm-hmm. and, you know, some tech stuff. So there's no news stuff in there whatsoever, you know? So I know that if I'm looking through something, it's going to be an article or a blog or some type of material that's going to be um, inspiring to me and beneficial to me. So Flipboard is a, is a really good app that I, that I recommend to people. Perfect. I love that. Yeah. It sounds like a great way to stimulate your mind. So awesome. Well, this has been an amazing conversation, John. I'm so grateful Thank to you, have you on and gosh, you have so much knowledge about hypnosis and how it can be uh, powerful. So thank you for being on. Thank you for having me. I appreciate it very much. Of course. And to our listeners, thank you so much for you guys as well for taking the time to hang out with John and I today. Um, As always, please remember to rate, subscribe, review. Let me know what you want to hear, what you liked about the episode. Um, And until next time, I will see you guys soon. Bye, guys. Thank you for hanging out with me on the Abundance Alchemist podcast. Don't forget to head over and grab your free self-love activation meditation at theabundancealchemist.com and hit subscribe here so you don't miss a thing. Until next time, sending you so much love.